Welcome to The Noisy Mind. We welcome you to join us as we explore our thoughts, feelings, and everything in between. Each episode features providers answering questions and providing tips to improve your well-being. Brought to you by MindPath Health, we are on a mission to educate, inspire, and uplift people through better mental health. Please note, while this podcast includes accurate information from professionals, it is not intended as a replacement for medical advice. For more information, please visit mindpath.com. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. This is Trent Brown, and I'm here with Rose Hilton, who is a physician assistant and licensed marriage and family therapist. Rose, could you just you know start off by telling us you know what brought you into mental health work and why you're passionate about physical health, which is kind of what we were going to be talking about. Hi, Trent. Yeah, I would love to. Thanks for having me on today. Um, I really got interested in the field of mental health, just thinking about relationships and the dynamics of what makes a healthy relationship back when I was in college. Um, I studied to be a marriage and family therapist with that intent in mind. I wanted to work with family dynamics But when I got into my career as a therapist, I really started noticing that there were a lot of patterns. A lot of people who Mm. I worked with who had mental health problems, depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, whatever it was, they also had um, what seemed like to me uh, a really high number of physical health problems, right? They had insomnia, they had heart disease, diabetes things that did not seem coincidental. And so I got really interested in this interconnection between mental and physical health care. And so I started looking into how I could get into a a health field. And that's what led me to get my physician assistant certification so that I had a little background of both. Um, So now I have the the therapy background, the, um, the medical background, and that's how I got into psychiatry. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so um, just as some context, Rose wrote an article that um, is called "The Magic of Movement," and it's about using exercise to improve focus, decrease anxiety, and fight depression. So, now that we've kind of talked about that, and you mentioned that, can you tell us? You know, I hear all the time about how physical health can affect your mental health, mm-hmm. um, but. I mean, I, I'm starting to understand it a little bit better through your article and some other stuff, but a lot of us don't really fully understand how they're connected. So could you kind of tell us how they affect each other? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you're exactly right. We all sort of know this on a level that, sure, you're going to be more healthy overall if you're active, if you're in good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we actually know is the neurotransmitters that are involved in good mental health care, the things that keep us in a good mood keep our brain functioning um, at full capacity are uh, neurotransmitters like dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin. And and those happen to be the same things that we see being regulated when we exercise. And so really they're inseparable. Um, You have to be in a good place with, um, with movement to have a healthy brain, to have healthy mental health. Um, Mm -hmm. who really depend on one another. Um, You also can't be doing a good job with exercising, being in a good place if you're very depressed and and you never feel like getting started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it, I mean, I know in my own personal life, it can definitely feel like a cycle almost Mm -hmm. of if I am not feeling that great, then I don't want to go work out. And then if I don't work out, then 
I don't feel that great. That's exactly right. And I, I find the same thing for myself. Um, you know, if I get into a funk, um, mm-hmm. I start to remember, oh, right, I have to practice what I preach. And I should probably go take a jog, take a walk, do something to move my body and get active and, and then reevaluate. Am I still actually not feeling well? Um, or, or was the problem really that I've been sitting at my desk all day and um, mm-hmm. Now uh, it's just not how we're meant to be as humans, right? We're supposed to move. We're supposed to um, be uh, not in one place all the time. And so I, I think it's it's one of those things that's worth um, taking a minute to evaluate what what's my exercise and my physical activity look like in a week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And something that you just touched on that just kind of popped up in my mind. I, I'd be curious to know, you know, in the, in the pandemic. A lot of people working from home and stuff. I mean, even for myself, um, if, if this has become more of a problem because people yeah. are just sitting on their couch or at their home desk all the time instead of going places to work. Oh, 100%. I've heard from so many people that, you know, I used to um, I used to at least have to walk to work from the parking lot, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, or the gym was on my way home from work. Um, that's another huge issue that gyms closed for so long, or some people's comfort level is still down with getting back into a gym. Um, and so, you know, just that shakeup in routine is enough to, um, really throw people off. And like you said, if you're at home, there's a little bit less motivation. Um, you know, you can take up something like running, which is, you can do right outside your own house. If you live in a, in a area where there are sidewalks or, um, it's Mm -hmm. available, uh, but it's a hundred degrees some days right now. So (laughs) (laughs) there's also some limitation with that. So I've talked with a lot of folks about how to get creative. Um, you know, there are a lot of at home workout routines that are great that you can do. Um, but not everyone likes to work out that way. So it's certainly been a limitation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bouncing off of that, um, you wrote this in your article, and I was curious if you could kind of walk us through some tips for, you know, physical health ideas that can help someone with maybe anxiety and stress or depression. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to. Um, so anxiety and stress, my biggest recommendation is always for yoga. Um, and that's because first off, yoga is a great way to move your body. You're working on your core strength. You're working on, um, flexibility, but on top of that, um, you're working on breathing and mindfulness. Um, you're actually finding a way to physiologically make a change in your brain because you're slowing down, you're breathing deeply, you're, um, activating what we call the sympathetic nervous system, um, which is in charge of relaxation in our bodies. Um, we call it the rest and digest system. And so when you activate that system, um, you're going to be less anxious overall. Your, your brain is not in danger mode. It's not looking for, um, all the, the stressful things that exist. And so yoga is so great. Um, it's, uh, it's great because you can start, um, as a beginner, you can do things that are more challenging if you've been practicing for a while. And so I always recommend people who deal with stress, um, to, to do yoga and whatever time works in the day, um, for you is great. If you're a morning person, go for morning. If you're an evening person, that's great as well. Um, just, the, uh, yoga is good for winding down some, some of the exercises that you can do mm-hmm. are a little too activating to do right before bed, but yoga is certainly one I think you can. 
Um, but if you're a person who is dealing more with depression than anxiety, if you are more um, like feeling sad, down, low motivation, trouble getting started, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a clinical depression, right? It can be um, kind of that level of just blah. Um, yeah. Feeling that way, uh, you definitely want to do something that's more cardio heavy um, and ideally balanced with some strength training just to get that mix I was talking about before of your neurotransmitters um, being regulated well. And my biggest uh, suggestion for people dealing with depression is do whatever is going to get you moving, do whatever is going to um, be realistic for you. So if it's most realistic for you just to take a walk around the block, do that, um, try to make it brisker, try to um, make it a little longer than you normally would to, to make it more of a workout, but that yeah. is absolutely a fine place to start. Um, you know, other things that I think are very helpful when you deal with depression is routine, making something habitual so that it becomes a little bit second nature. Um, and so I love if you have the resources for it, um, utilizing personal training. So um, personal training is great because you have someone there um, motivating you. And if your problem is with motivation, you've got someone right there working with you. Um, I actually have been working with a personal trainer uh, since the pandemic began. Um, we used to meet outside at a park when the, yeah. in the beginning stages of the pandemic. And now we've been meeting by Zoom. And I never thought that would work for me. It actually has. It's been great. I've never kept That's up awesome. with something as long as I have. Yeah, thank you. It's, um, it's, I feel better than I, I have in the past just from having that one. You know, I do other things during the week, but that's the thing that I try to keep consistent. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's, it's great to have um, someone who's going to show you the right way to do different exercises. Um, and so uh, accountability is huge in depression. And so whether it's personal training, if you don't have the resources for that, have a, a person to work out with who you, is depending on you meeting them. Um, that can help keep it up. You know, if you have a, a spouse or a, a child at home, maybe uh, build some sort of a fun ritual with them where you go out for a jog or a walk or um, do a exercise dance video together, something mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I have always loved playing basketball. Um, and I mean, I used to play four or five days a week, and then the pandemic happened, and I couldn't play basketball for so um, long. Yeah, that um, when, you know, myself and all of my friends got vaccinated, it was like, okay, it's time to play basketball. And since, you know, playing probably two days a week right now, it has just been like a, I had forgotten how amazing it made me feel. Uh. Um that's Part cool. of that is the camaraderie, I guess, you know, you're with friends and you're having fun together, but just like getting out there and like doing an exercise that I genuinely love, um, with other people has just, I, I've noticed that I, I just genuinely feel so much better all the time now. Oh, I'm so glad that you're back to being able to do that. Um, it really did make us take stock of what things were important that we might've mm -hmm. been for granted before. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No. And, and we, uh, me and my partner also got a dog, which um, I did not realize how uh, how much exercise just taking the dog on like a mile and a half walk can really be, especially in North Carolina summer. It, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's quite the exercise. Um, 
But so, so you kind of mentioned on this, but you know, if someone's been, you know, dealing with whatever, and they've been living kind of sedentary for a while, um, and they want to start feeling better, they don't really know where to start. Um, what would you recommend for a person? And I mean, it can, it can be a couple things, but what would you recommend to be kind of like that, that things that get someone started? To get someone started. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the most important part, I think. Right. I mm-hmm. think, um, always try to start with whatever is appealing to you. You know, if you're someone who hates running, don't start with running. Um, mm-hmm. You might build up to that. That's if, if it's a goal of yours, that's great. But um, start with something that is uh, like, oh, yeah, I could see myself doing that. Um, so for some people, something like swimming or um, yeah. yeah, like you said, playing basketball, um, Yoga, I think, is a great one because you can kind of try it out on your own. You can do it in a class or on your own. Um, there are good ways to do it. Um, I really like, there's a, a piece of advice that I recently read from a researcher. Um, uh, Katie Milkman is her name, and I've heard her speaking recently. Um, she talks about something she calls temptation bundling. And I thought it was just the best piece of advice for getting started for um, uh, starting a new routine. And mm-hmm. she said, if there's something that you don't want to do, you're avoiding something like exercise, pair it with something that you really do like to do um, in order to increase the temptation level. Mm-hmm. And so her example was that she likes to um, listen to audiobooks and especially like real page turners. Um uh, guilty pleasure kind of books like mm-hmm. Harry Potter or um, uh, she said like Twilight, something, um, yeah, yeah. those teeny kind of uh, uh, page turners. And so she was saying the only time she would allow herself to listen to those books uh, was when she was exercising. So um, on the treadmill, on the, um, on the elliptical, she would, mm-hmm. Uh, listen to these books. And she said it became like she craved exercise because she couldn't wait to hear what happened next. Yeah, Um, that's really interesting. Yeah. And I love that idea because um, I've started using it myself a little bit where I'll, um, so I have a 19 month old child. And so (laughs) I don't get to uh, sit down and listen to podcasts as much (laughs) as I like or to read books anymore. And so, um, sometimes I'll make the time to go for a jog and I'll listen to a podcast, which I hadn't thought of before listening to that piece of advice, but it's really been great because it's like, Oh yeah, I can take that time for myself. I can um, listen to something very interesting and get some exercise at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually, um, my friends used to make fun of me because when we would go to the gym in the morning, they would all be listening to music and I would be listening to podcasts. So I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, some people probably need music for that high energy, but um, I kind of like the calming lull of a podcast while I'm working out. It makes you forget you're, you're working out. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't have to worry about pushing through something because I'm just not even, I'm just doing it and not even thinking about it. I'm actually just thinking about what I'm listening to. (laughs) Right. And I think that is an important piece for getting started. You don't want to do something that's so hard that you'll never want to do it again. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, So I think I've run through all of my questions, but I tend to miss questions sometimes. So is there anything that you would like to add that I I haven't touched on? um, So 
the other kind of way to get started that I've talked about with folks is um, something I call the five minute rule, where if you really are um, not feeling well in a day, you don't you don't want to go exercise, you don't want to um, do whatever it is you want to do. Um, make a bargain with yourself and say, I'll try five minutes of it. And if I want to quit, I can at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that approach because, um, you know, at, at worst, you get five minutes of, of walking around and that's going to benefit you if you're feeling down. Um, and at best, after five minutes, you say, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And you do some more. Um, and that yeah. often happens because getting started really is the hardest part, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's something um, that's worked well for a lot of, of people I work with. Um, you know, in the article I talked about, um, ADHD is another place mm-hmm. where I, I talk about exercise. And um, again, even if you don't have a clinical diagnosis, if you more just struggle with paying attention, which I think most of us do when we're sitting for a long mm-hmm. stretch, um, uh, really high energy exercises are going to be good for you. Um, and so I, I talk to people about doing like a, a Zumba dance aerobics sort of class, um, or like running, swimming, interval training, something that is more high energy than, um, probably than like a yoga, although yoga is going to be helpful as well. Um, the, the main thing that I I would like to say is kind of a, Mm -hmm. a wrap up is, um, really the best thing you can do for yourself, um, holistically is to get a mix of things. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you want to be doing some of that high energy work. You want to be doing breath work and, and mindfulness, whether you do that through guided meditations or yoga, And then you also want to be doing um, some strength training. So just make sure you're getting a good mix. Um, But uh, the more important thing is to get started. And so whatever you can do to get started, um, do it. And yeah, I think uh, to your point, Trent, about basketball and the camaraderie, I think Mm -hmm. if you're also a person who's struggling a little to um, socialize, it gets a little harder to make friends as you get... um, later in life, you know, we make Mm -hmm. friends pretty easily when we're in college or school and we're in close proximity to people, but it's harder to make those connections as an adult. So, um, if you are having that struggle, I think, um, finding some sort of, uh, way to exercise with people is, is a great strategy on both fronts. Yeah, absolutely. No. And I mean, I have made so many friends from playing team sports and stuff. Um, so I definitely agree on that. Um, and also you talked about, you know, more intense stuff. So over the pandemic, uh, me and my partner tried the the high intensity interval training stuff. Oh, on YouTube. yes. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That is something. Yeah. Hit training. <laughs> um, yes, that it is high intensity for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would definitely not recommend jumping into that if you haven't done anything for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. That's, that's great advice. <laughs> All right. Well, Rose, thank you so much for joining. I think this has been awesome. And if anyone is interested in reading the article, you can find it um, on our website at mindpath.com. Otherwise, thank you so much, Rose. Thank you, Trent. All right. Thank you all for listening.